This episode is sponsored by Field Notes brand, USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muffed Movies! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mark Soloff. I'm Dave Stecco. And today, we have a special guest co-host. It's me! (laughs) Who are you? I'm Dave Stecco. Dave Stecco from Blurry Photos? From seven seconds ago. Well, welcome, Dave Stecco, to a a new era of Muffed Movies. Uh, Muffed Movies has proven itself to be an institution Mm -hmm. that must endure. Uh, We have various provosts come and go, but we still hold true to our initial founding uh, dictum. Yeah, that the movies must be muffed. That's right. Uh, Don't muff the muffing, Mm -mm. and the movies must be muffed. (laughs) Dave Stecco. Yes. Improviser extraordinaire. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Uh, Dave, what are we doing for today's muffing? Well, today we will be tackling uh, Martin Scorsese's greatest movie, in my opinion. Goodfellas. Good choice. Goodfellas. The movie. It is a time of crime on the planet of Earth. The city, probably New York, I guess. 1955. Wait, no, later than that. Let's say 1955 to 1980s. We see our three heroes cruising down the highway in their sweet Cadillac. Grim determination on their faces. High wipe. We see the good fellas, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Conway, a.k.a. Robert De Niro, Henry Higgins Hill, a.k.a. Ray Liotta, and Tommy DeVito, not Danny DeVito, <laughs> Joe Pesci, uh, are all wearing their slick Italian mafia suits driving on the 3 a.m. highway. They are all tired as fuck. Yeah. Jimmy is starting to pass out. That's De Niro in the back seat. Suddenly, hey, hey, Tommy, Tommy, what's going on over what, here? What, what, did you hit something? Did you, you, you hit a deer or something? I don't know. I don't think I hit a deer. Well, you got a flat tire. I'm just looking through the most likely things that could have happened to us uh, while we're driving at 3 a.m. on this highway. Ah, oh, geez. Well, let's really, let's really put our heads together on this one. Maybe we should uh, pull over and look in the trunk at that guy we unceremoniously <laughs> dumped in there without verifying whether or not he was alive and or dead. Oh, yeah. That sounds like the most probable cause. We cut to the side of the road. The good fellas have parked their Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Lit by the hellish flames of the parking lights. Yeah. Everything is washed in a red light. They stand trepidatiously looking straight at the bump trunk. <laughs> Tommy Skirtstake slowly approaches the vehicle's keyhole. With a shaking hand, he twists the key and pops the trunk. We see a Beat up, bloodied mafioso. <laughs> well, well, well. Our quarry was still alive this whole time. Tommy, I, I'm on it. I'm Tommy. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> My name is Jimmy. <laughs> that one's Henry. He's more like a narrator type. And then the little one. That's me. You're Tommy. I'm Tommy. I'm Jimmy. 
Tommy skirt steak. You're good, Tommy. <laughs> Jimmy, you pats Tommy on the head affectionately. Hey, Jimmy, watch how good I stab this guy. I'm going to stab him good for you, Jimmy. All right, let's see a good stab show. Hold on, I got to use my power chant. You motherfucker! <laughs> stab, stab, stab. <laughs> Tommy, Jimmy, me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that arcane incantation... The tiny Italian stabs the life out of the larger Italian. <laughs> and the circle of Italian life moves ever onward. <clears throat> we freeze on Ray Liotta, a.k.a. Henry's face. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. We see a young Henry Hill and a fat little second-in-command type man named Tootie uh, beckons young Henry Hill over. Hey, kid, you wanted your job at my cab stand? Yeah, sure, I sure do. I mean, I've been watching you from my window just across the way here. I know, I'm cognizant of, very, of any eyes on me. I'm very paranoid. Yeah, don't, don't, I don't tell nobody nothing. I just watch. Good. You seem like the kind of kid that keeps his trap shut constantly. I'll give you an under-the-table job. I got hustle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> the compact is solidified. Smash cut. Wait. Reverse smash cut. <laughs> Narration. Ever since I was a little kid, I decided to start <laughs> working for that cab stand. Boy, oh boy, I could tell those guys were mafiosos, and they were different than everybody else. People treated them like kings. One time, I saw a little old lady carrying Tootie on her back out of respect. You see, you didn't mess with these guys. Smash cut. <laughs> Interior of the Hill House. Henry, my son. Yeah, Dad. Tis me, your strict Irish father. So, uh, sorry, I didn't notice you there because I was so busy thinking about everything I did at school today. Oh, funny you should mention it. While I was out working at the labor factory, putting food on a table for your crap, old brother. Don't blame yourself for God's punishment upon us, that being our lamed brother. <laughs> You've nearly slaked my bloodlust. But I've got you trapped there, son, because I know for a fact that you didn't go to school. Oh, no! All of my careful machinations <laughs> undone by the postal service. Exactly. The brave and valiant postman gave me this, which <laughs> proclaims that you're a fibber and you've been skipping school for the past month. Damned by the poison pen of the truant officer. Smash cut to the post office. We see some mafiosos watching the postman come in and out of their postal hive. Is, uh, is, that, is that the guy that we're going to blame for your lack of education? No, that's not the one that comes to my house. Is this the straw man we're going to hold up as the reason for your difficulties? <laughs> no, no, that's a different guy. Uh, how about this particularly scapegoatish looking gentleman arriving now? That's him. Get him! <laughs> a cloud with arms and legs kicking <laughs> out of it. Uh <laughs> sweeps the postman up and tucks him into their vehicle. They drive it to the mafia restaurant and boot the postman out. Don't you ever do your job again. <laughs> how dare you uphold the oath that you took to deliver mail, no matter how inconsequential it might be to you. Do you ever think how it might impact this poor youth? I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, what about the paychecks that the dad gets in the mail? What did I just say about delivering mail? You want to get wise with me? No, no, I you don't want to get You want to get wise with, with me? No, I don't want to get wise with You want to get wise with a good fella? What? A what? <laughs> yeah, forget about Whoa, it. They stuff his head into a pizza oven. Freeze cut. Nobody ever really messed with me after they cooked that postal man into a pizza. Cut to the Mafia Bar. Henry is getting excited seeing all the adults drink and 
helping carry drinks and all that crap, he looks across the room and sees a young Roberto De Niro enter like a smooth, slick son of a bitch. I got $20 for you. I got $20 for you. Hey, how about 50 You ever seen one of these? There you go. I got lots of money. I'm everybody's friend. <laughs> Robert De Niro is speaking to himself in the mirror, <laughs> finally working up the courage. <laughs> he takes his anti-anxiety medication now, come and walks on, buddy. into the party. Now get in that room. Everyone thinks you're a nice guy. Just get out there. Uh, Jimmy, it's good to see you again, sir. Oh, hey. Oh, it's nice to see you, too. Here, Hi. Let's have a good old handshake. This is a genuine handshake. <laughs> Thank you. I went to Toastmasters, and they taught me two firm pumps and eye contact. You like that? We look across the room and see the Toastmaster General <laughs> giving someone two firm pumps and eye contact. <laughs> now that'll keep you from getting pregnant. Oh, gosh. Um, smash cut. You see, back then, being a wise guy or a good fellow or whatever we were... It was like you were a celebrity. But instead of telling jokes or being on TV, we set cars on fire. Smash cut. Daytime parking lot. All right, all right, you young mob hopefuls. Well, we got to move these cigarettes out of the back of this here car and sell it to people who want cigarettes on the cheap. Which one of you motherfuckers wants some smokes? Hey, young Joe Pesci. It's good to see you. Hey, I'm up doing okay, too. Wait, what do you mean it's good to see me? Uh, it's because... Uh-oh. I got my first erection. <laughs> Jeez it! It's an erection and the caps! We happened to notice that there was a young man with an illegal erection here in this parking lot. We got an anonymous tip about his anonymous tip. And uh, we happened to see that you're selling cigarettes on the side. You boys are coming with us! Except for you, young Joe Pesci. I'm too busy scrambling away! <laughs> young Joe Pesci squirts out his natural jet of oil. <laughs> And slicks down Squeak. into the sewer. See you motherfuckers later. <laughs> uh, flash cut to the courthouse. Henry Hill's keeping his fucking trap shut. And we see the corrupt judge, his eyes dark as onyx obelisks. <laughs> A single tear rolls down his cheek as he understands that he is now part of the problem and not the solution. <laughs> they unhook Henry Hill from his... Trial chair. Beyond the double doorway to freedom is a flash of bright white light. And he sees the entire Mafia family. Oh my god, it's like a felonious quinceanera. You're a man now. That's right. You've made my, me, Polly, and my friend, Tootie, very happy. I, I thought that you guys would be mad. I got pinched. Who are you? I'm little Henry Hill. Oh, Henry Hill. Anyway... I'm going to turn my back on you just because I'm walking up the stairs. But wait, don't you have any two pieces of advice for me from this point forward now that I've fully entered your, your, your confidence? I'm Polly. Hold on. Oh. Let me jettison my parasite. <laughs> Polly <laughs> shakes the back of his trench coat, and in a thick coating of slime, Robert <laughs> De Niro <laughs> tumbles down on the stairs. His body has been regenerating this whole time. His skin's still transparent until it hardens. <laughs> Two drone mobsters <laughs> hold him up and feed him some nutrient paste. It's, it's mafia jelly. Henry, I can't see. <laughs> I've got hibernation sickness. Henry, it's me, Jimmy. <laughs> Henry, Henry, Henry. Look, you did it. You survived your ordeal. Now you gotta know, there's two things to keep in mind. Never rat on your friends, 
Never feed them after midnight. That's right. Smash cut into the future. Now everyone's adults and drinking at a bar. We see the boys all hanging around. Joe Pesci is telling a delightful tale, much like the court jester of his group. I mean, what are you going to do? Guy knocks me over the head. He says, you going to stop? I go, ah, and I bite his fucking legs off. <laughs> ah, you sure going to bite the limbs off, Tommy. Yeah. You sure going to bite the limbs off. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah, it was a great story. You, 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 you're the cop. You bit his limbs off. No, 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 no. What? No, no. What? You like how I bit his limbs off? Yeah, I, I enjoyed how you told a story about biting a, a cop's limbs off. Am I enjoyable to you? Yeah. Do you enjoy hearing me talk about limbs? Oh, man, I sure do. No, 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 no. Everybody gets all weird and quiet. A palpable sense of danger fills the room. Wait, wait, are you saying I, I shouldn't have enjoyed that? You fucking say what you said again to me. No, no, he's an adult. Let him say it. But I now I'm afraid to say what I said before because I don't understand what I said that was wrong. Do you understand how that puts me in? Do I room? understand? Oh, so now I don't understand. I uh, see. Now I'm afraid to say anything because I feel like, like, like no matter what happens, I don't think I'm going to come out on the winning end of this because you suddenly turned on me, your friend. Like I'm Henry, your friend. Ah! Oh shit! And apparently it was all a mean-spirited joke. You you scared me. A uh, plastic skeleton falls on Henry. <laughs> ah! Oh, you're full of these. Do I look fucking full to you? I. Oh, uh, you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna now. I'm afraid to like come back at you because I don't know when you'll be for real. You know. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, you, know, you guys seem to be having a nice, relaxed evening, and there won't be any problem. But hey, Tommy. Uh, because you are such an even-keeled guy, I thought right now would be a good time to talk to you about your bill here at this uh, this bar and restaurant, which uh, is over $7,000. I mean, $7,000 bill. It's, yeah, it's, it's a huge amount of money, and maybe you can pay this because, you know, uh, that's, ha that's really the basis upon which uh, a house of establishment such as myself operates. You know? Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem, oh. restaurant man. Just put it on my tab. It, well, see, that's the thing. Your tab is already so large that I don't feel like uh, comfortable extending it further until you pay oh, it down to some degree. It's not comfortable extending it further. Yeah. What the fuck is this? You hear this fucking guy? I mean, I mean I'm just trying to reasonably, uh, you know. Yeah, come you know, here. Look at, let me look at your tie with my hands. Oh, absolutely. Tommy yeah, starts it's... pulling the restaurant owner's tie closer <laughs> and closer towards him. But I don't see how this could go wrong. I thought we were just going to have a discussion. You know, about I think I got a fucking solution for you. Ow! Ow! My fucking head! <laughs> Tommy smashes the restaurant owner's head against a novelty paperweight that he has in the shape of the Pentagon. The restaurant owner slinks away, his tail between his legs. He had a tail. <laughs> Smash cut. Henry and Tommy wadding up. Murderous decoupage. <laughs> <laughs> wadding up tissues with covered in sterno and mushing it into things in the ceiling. Yeah. They're getting real weird. It's more about the expression than the arson. Yeah. They light a couple of these deadly Kleenexes aflame and then go out into their giant sedan parked in front of the restaurant to chill. 
by the way, Henry, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to go out with this girl, you know, I've been trying to get laid by this girl, but, you know, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't want to go by me, go with me by myself. She's president, she's prejudiced against the Italians. Wait a minute, did you say she's the president? She's the president of the Anti-Italian Prejudice League. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm wow, kind of trying, Tommy. I'm trying to make know. a statement. I'm trying to break down some barriers here, and she doesn't want to go anywhere by herself with me. You know, maybe she brings a friend along. I told him, you know, I got a friend, maybe we all go falsies. Oh, uh, no, 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 Tommy. I know what you what get you, at. Wait, I'm what do you, what do you, what do I'm not getting Look, at anything. I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to I'm break not, down some barriers I'm, here. I'm trying Tom, to make a world a better Tommy, place. Tommy, I'm not going to have a four-way with you and your girl and these other girls. That was, that was not what I was going to ask That's not for. where you were going with that? No, no. I was just going to suggest that we all go have dinner together. Oh, sheesh. Uh, never mind what I was... Yeah, I'll do this date no, I mean, thing. you're okay because you said no. I mean, it'd be weird if you had said, I accept your four-way. So, yeah, so okay. Thank, okay, so yeah, we're okay. okay. We're, we're cool. fine. We're cool. You, uh, you're, we're cool. You're misunderstanding, but we're all in the right place. No problem. We're just going to have dinner and just under the table, hands go where they go. Henry looks at his unwanted erection. <laughs> For as long as I can remember, I've always gotten inappropriate erections from sex talk. <laughs> Smash wipe to the restaurant date. We see Joe Pesci annoyingly talking up his date. The camera slowly pans across the table to Karen, the date of Henry. We hear Karen's voiceover describing the shitty date that she and Henry went on. Dear Diary, I hated everything about the evening. I'll be seeing him again tomorrow night. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Cut to the next night. We see that Henry has stood her up. Yeah, in, in true, true like, caricature fashion, uh, Joe Pesci still talking up the girl. Everything seems fine. And then this girl is just crying at the table, but they're pretty much okay with it. Yeah. Hey, 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 why? <clears throat> come on, don't, don't be so sad. I mean, you know, I don't know where he was. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, something terrible happened. I mean, I'm concerned about him. I don't know why you're crying. Tommy, Tommy, you you show me where this son of a bitch is. I'm oh, not... I, I don't know where this guy is. I mean, well, he could be anywhere. I don't know where he is. Tommy, I'm an upset woman. And uh, as you know, the only thing that can stop your crazy little man rage is the tears of a woman. All right, he's at 4217 West Elmhurst Avenue. The fastest way to get there is in my car. I'll take you directly. Karen hits the ejector button and leaps out of, <laughs> leaps out of the coop with a swooping bat takedown, forcing Henry down onto the ground. Hoof! Why did you stand me up? <laughs> what is this, you crazy broad? Jeez, I, I didn't know the date was tonight. I thought it was tomorrow night. That's all. Manners are important. Cuh! <laughs> she wings him across the side of the head with her purse. But then she decides to tear her cowl off to, so that he understands that she's a feminine woman with feelings and she uh, adopts her normal speaking voice. Oh, jeez, jeez, uh, Karen, come on, come on, don't be mad. Don't you be don't mad. you don't stand me up. I've got feelings. I'm I am a I'm a catch. I'm a good lady. You I'm, are. I'm, I'm I'm here to stand up for my rights in front of all your little friends. You're great. Hey, whoa, I was in the wrong. Hey, hey, come fucking back here. Hey, I was in the wrong. I'm a good guy. Hey. You, you... keep manhandling me in a, in a manner that in any other decade would be punishable by law. And yet every time I smile more. You know what? No, I, I was wrong. Get the fuck back here. I was wrong. I was wrong to treat you like I did. I swear to God. I Get the fucking back here. I thought that it was a different night. Look, let me make it up to you. I'm going to really, I'm going to do something oh, special. You get the fuck back here. I'm going to do something special for you. It's playfully going to cost you. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have bruises on that arm, but you, oh, we're going to have fun. Thus begins the saddest <laughs> marriage ever. 
montage. That's right. One prolonged single shot through a gigantic labyrinthine restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's called the Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> Where Henry knows everybody. He even got an inside joke with the Minotaur in the middle. He gives him 50 bucks and keeps walking. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wainwright is also in the middle with the Minotaur. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get the Minotaur interested in a career in plastics. <laughs> Anyways, we are mixing our genres. <laughs> Getting back to it, a whole lot of Dayton's going on, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yep, everyone at the, the Copacabana just thinks that they're the, the nicest people in the world, and they get the best table. And is it is it Bobby Darren gives them some champagne? Uh, I don't know. One of some, those assholes. Some, yeah, one of those dick first. Hi, I'm Bobby Darren. Would you care for some champagne for you and your lady? Oh, no, it was Santana. Hi, I'm Bobby <laughs> Santana. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob Lowe. <laughs> I invented time travel. And I'm drunk Rob Lowe. <laughs> Shut up. He's from five minutes from now. You don't know me. I want to give you champagne, but ultimately yeah. you two will turn it down, and I'll drink it in my time machine. <laughs> shut it's champagne. You shut up, drunk Rob Lowe. You shut up, You me. shut up. I'm going to shut gonna, you up. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hit me. You can't stop me. Future drunk <laughs> yeah. Roblo hits himself in the head, not realizing that past Roblo doesn't get hurt by that. Oh, fuck. You just want to suck each other's dicks off. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Why did we invent this time machine if not for that? Oh, uh, geez, Karen. I'm sorry about this. You know what? Let's go see uh, <clears throat> Bruce Steppenston. He took me to all the nicest places. And when I saw those two future men perform sex acts on themselves, <laughs> I knew this was a guy who everyone respected. <laughs> it's Cat 2. A television commercial for Maury's Wig Shop. This dwarven man <laughs> is diving into a pool, and his wig is not coming off, and he's <laughs> asserting what good quality wigs he sells. It's like if Quato had actually managed to surgically remove himself from Quaid. Then he, then they put him in tri- swim trunks, and he gets to jump into a pool like a little gargoyle. <laughs> he's got the best wigs in town. My wigs are the best. If there's a wig that you enjoy, chances are that Maury had a hand in it. Maury turns off the television. Wow, what a great commercial I made. What was it that you wanted to talk to me about, Henry? Listen, you, 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 owe, you owe Jimmy some money here. You owe Jimmy. You know, Jimmy is. You know, he's not a guy you owe money to. You borrowed money from him. You got to pay him back, like right now. I know I borrowed a lot of money, but I don't want to pay it back. I feel like he's trying to fuck me. And well, I, I got worse news. Now you got to pay three points above the vig. Uh, three points above the vig. Yeah, you do the math. I can't. I don't know what a vig is worth. I gotta be honest, neither do I, but he seems very intent on this point, so I would simply say yes and give him how much money he wants. Are we in the future or something? I don't think so. Hold on, let me answer my really futuristic corded telephone. Do you have enough slack in the line? Yeah, yeah, plenty of slack. I could jump rope with this much slack. Oh, okay, then you should focus on that phone call. Yeah, yeah, I gotta talk. So anyway, mother. (laughs) You listen to me, you motherfucker. You pay me because my name's Jimmy the Gent and I'm going to keep choking you with his phone and I apparently will just ignore the fact that you're on the phone with someone that is probably very alarmed by what they're hearing because I'm almost speaking into the phone as much as to you. <coughs> phone etiquette is different in the 1970s. You going to pay me? You going to pay me? Yeah, yeah, I'll pay you. Three points above the VIG? Yeah. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to let you go to find <laughs> out. <laughs> we see on the other end of the phone line a small, brown, wrinkled alien. <laughs> thankfully, uh, for, thankfully for Jimmy, the alien had no idea what was happening. The alien was left to wonder, what does three points of uh, the big mean? <laughs> Suddenly, the murder phone <laughs> rings anew. Henry picks it up. Hello? Hello? Karen? Oh, my God. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Henry hangs up the phone and uh, blazes his way out of the wig shop. He dives into his noble chariot and crusades off like a righteous hero. I got yeah! Uh, where were we? Oh, uh, <clears throat> he was just about to pull up to Karen in the phone booth. He's in a phone booth? She is. Is Henry riding in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yeah. phone booth? Karen's in a phone booth? Yeah, Rufus just dropped her off and he tried to date <laughs> rape her. Rufus tried to date rape her? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we see uh, the serenity of the... Brooklyn suburbs is suddenly shattered by the rat fink drag racer Henry Hill ripping ass through the community. Righteous avenging fury. He jumps his car over the crocodile mile that some children have erected and it smashes head on into the neighbor's house, Karen's neighbor's house, is subsumed with holy fire. And a man standing in its driveway uh, looks on, bewildered. Yeah, calm, calmly accepting what he can only have to understand is an inevitable beatdown. <laughs> hey, fucker, what are you doing to my house? You, uh, you, are you her neighbor? <laughs> well, <laughs> the man looks at his house. He looks back across the street at her house. Uh, you know, sorry, stupid question. Pistol whip! Oh! Handful of hair. Just, I'm just gonna keep pistol whipping your face. Your friends, you don't move. The friends all determine that movement is overrated as they witness their alpha be pistol whipped over and over again by some nameless mafioso. That's right. Now I rule you two pussies. <laughs> He gives the Wet, smacking, punching sounds. He gives the pistol to the buddies of the molester and forces them to take turns pistol whipping him. Now we're all complicit. <laughs> this is a bonding experience. Now give me that pistol back. I got to go turn this girl on. <laughs> Henry grabs up his pistol, which is completely shrouded in blood and gore. He knocks on the door and Karen comes out shaken. He plops the grisly pistol into her lily white hands hide this for me she puts it in her vagina <laughs> no she doesn't i i gotta go now <laughs> bye bye <laughs> also he's christopher walk <laughs> hey <laughs> you know many of my girlfriends at that moment in time would have said ditch this loser He's a violent sociopath. But I gotta be honest, something about that viscera falling off of the cold, hard death machine in my hands turned me on. So I hid the gun as best I could by putting it in the box that was exactly where I was already standing. Nuptial cut. 
we see Henry and Karen stepping on a, a napkin glass, meaning only one thing. L'chaim! It's a Jewish marriage! Oh no! Heaven bless the Cossacks you. have come in! <laughs> To your health and may we live together in peace. Break shit. <laughs> uh, the, Joe Pesci uh, goes, fellas, fellas. And he gestures to the next synagogue over. I'm such sorry. He's, uh, congratulations. Uh, that's a Doge Russian dog. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Smash cut. Whoa. To the uh, the Italian wedding. There's a montage of every single man putting his filthy lips on the cheeks of Karen. Yeah. Lovingly licking her cheek while they all have these these special... Benjamin wed- Franklin. Yeah, commemorative plates that they're giving her. Happy bicentennial to you and yours. Here's now, a little money to get you started. Not all of these will go up in value, but some of them may. Anyway, they're handing her so many envelopes of money, she's getting overwhelmed, and perhaps for the first time realizes how criminal everybody is. Yeah, but at the same time, caring the least in her whole life. Yeah, this is probably like the highest she will ever feel in the movie. I think she gets higher at towards the end. Oh, well, good point. Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right, they, they got married. Big deal. And, and there's instantly uh, baby children's. There's like a Kodachrome montage of them having stupid babies and going to Disney World. and Some of those weird, like the old-timey Super 8 films where everything's just slightly faster than it should be. Exactly. Little boys like with cap guns and dad washing the car and then mom turns the hose on him and then he roughs her up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she just smiles even bigger as, as the one tooth just wiggles and falls out. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, of course, the notorious... Lord of the Corn, who gets fed one of their children every autumn. (laughs) It's solemn, but hopeful. Flash cut to an evening bar. We see an older mafia gentleman with a totally shitty head of hair. Having the world's saddest you just got out of jail party. That's a good point. This man is Billy Bats, who's just served six years on the inside. Big time. The big house. The joint. The slammer. The clink. The... Dringle. The hole. <laughs> the eyes wide open. <laughs> the Tijuana briefcase. Uh, anyway, Billy Bats, he's having a drink. Uh, we see Jimmy hanging out next to him, and Henry's in there as well. When finally, the third good fella, Tommy, walks in with some <laughs> The bimbo. least good of the good fellas. That's a good point. It's kind of a sliding scale. <laughs> uh, he walks in with a bimbo he's trying to impress. And he sees Billy Bats. Oh, God damn it! this motherfucker over here. Hey. Hey, Tommy. Tommy. Uh, oh, hey, hey. Yeah, Billy Bats. It's Billy me, Bats. Billy Bats. Just got out of jail. I'm a made man. I'm one of the most important people in the mafia, as you can see. Because there's one dipshit with a weird-ass 70s hat. Looks like one of the Festruck brothers from SNL. Hey, thank you. <laughs> And then one of these other guys, I don't, these are all the people that came to celebrate me, and I want to, come here, can you hug me? All right, I'll, I'll give yeah, you a hug, yeah, okay, yeah, good, a, I'll clap you on hug. the back as well. Uh, when, oh, it's, it's good seeing you, how you been, you you doing all right? I'm doing okay, doing okay, I'm, you know, doing stuff. I okay. mean, this guy, you seem reluctant to hug me, I, I'm going to take a small amount of offense at that, I mean, why wouldn't you hug me? I had to really get your attention, I mean, I know you saw me. 
And so then when I had to really like call you over, I felt like I had to use my abilities as a made man to make that happen. The bimbo turns to the camera. These men are so catty. <laughs> turns back. No, no, no. I saw you. It's just I got, you know, I got a lot going on. Oh, because you're, you're a big deal now. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'd like to take a moment to in innocently reminisce to my new friends about how when you were younger, you used to earn money by shining shoes. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right, okay. Well. He had a shine box. I used to call him Tommy Shineboxman the third. The bimbo's eyes widen with horror to think she had just had her hands wrapped around the tiny member of a man who shined shoes for a living as a youth. Ugh. Yeah, Tommy used to shine everybody's shoes. Tommy, you still shine shoes? Nah, I don't shine shoes anymore, bats. Cut back to eight-year-old Tommy, silhouetted by a house engulfed in flames that just says shoe shine supplies. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, salute. I'll have a drink. Uh, yeah, big deal. I don't shine shoes. I'm a different man now. Okay, hey. Let's hey, forget. You know, let's fight. Yeah. You know what? You, you made a mistake. I made a mistake. Let's fucking Everything's forget cool. about it. Everything's cool. Let's, let's right. enjoy this evening and have no long-term repercussions. All right, let's just, okay, we're fine. Everything's fine. Everything cr drops to super slow-mo as Billy Bat slowly turns. Get your fucking shine box, Tom. Over Billy Bat's <laughs> shoulder, Buffalo Bill <laughs> has just decided to really set some sparks to this tinderbox. Billy Bats didn't even have the opportunity to say anything. <laughs> you motherfucker, you fucking mud! Tommy gets so angry, he turns bright red and runs out of the bar where his feet hit the ground is smoking sulfurous craters. Everyone just shrugs and goes back to drinking. Excuse me, I have a pressing engagement across town. Buffalo Bill <laughs> puts on his lady suit and walks out. Um... I mean, no disrespect there, uh, Billy Betts, but uh, you kind of insulted him a little bit. What do you mean? I, I didn't insult nobody. A little, little bit, a little bit kind of insulted him. I mean, you know, I was just busting balls. You know, I've been in jail for six years, you know. It's my party. I can bust balls in my party, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Jimmy is laying down tarps. <laughs> He's blacking out windows, spraying the floor with blood proofing. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Henry's making, like, an entire Dexter room. He's preparing a slide. <laughs> There's two vultures with top hats staring from behind the bar, watching him intently. <laughs> Suddenly, Tommy smashes through the plate glass window, wearing his... <laughs> like an angry Italian cannonball. <laughs> yes. Wearing his Super Dave helmet. <laughs> ba -da 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 -da! Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Tommy crashes into Billy Bats and starts brutally punching him in the face. Jimmy starts kicking Billy in the ribs. Doing the, the signature Goodfellas move of using a gun to bludgeon someone. <laughs> Never shoot the gun. Never shoot your gun. Rule number one. Rule number two. Stay Always bet on black. <laughs> All right. Uh, the beating is so severe that when they relent, they find that Billy Bats is no more. 
Oh, jeez, Tommy, you sure messed up this time. A little he, bit. You did, you did, Tommy. He's a, a made bit. man, you little idiot. Uh, what do you mean? I was just making a joke. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I punch a guy too many times. I mean, it's all fine. It's all fine. Could you hand me my helmet? It fell off. <laughs> yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. We got to get this body out of here. Here, let me wrap him in some linens. I got some pieces of a crocodile mile stuck in my car. You know, maybe we just grease them up and just, just slide them right out of the bar. Hey, that's good thinking there. Smash cut. The side of the road. This is a familiar sight. We see the good fellas bathed in that same eerie, hellish light, stabbing the fuck out of the man in their trunk and burying him deep within the bosom of the earth. Smash cut. Voice over. If there's one thing that I loved, it was cheating on my wife. As a good fella, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. So I would find a young girl who wasn't really as attractive as my wife. I put the word out in the mafia. I'm looking for a working man's Juliet Lewis. <laughs> That's very accurate. And boy, did they pull through for me. Um, anyway, the point is Henry's sleeping with other women. Flash cut two. The Hill House. The house on Hill House. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. Oh, are you home from your whore's apartment, whore? What? Lover? You whore lover? You lover of whores? Karen, you're being crazy. Look, I got a meeting. I got a... I'm not crazy! You're paranoid. It's all in your head. You. I'm just going to throw things at you for the time being. Oh, yeah, let me throw a lamp at you. Ha! No! <laughs> I'm the man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Smash cut. Two... A poker game. All the guys were there. Me, Johnny Donuts, Mickey Fish Ankles. <laughs> Johnny Quadruped. Mumbles Afro. Donald the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Unit 25. <laughs> Two different members of the Red Lantern Corps. <laughs> Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> and of course, an actual character named Spider. Anyway, Michael uh, from the Soprano crime family, who had been <laughs> quietly uh, interlocating himself into our crime family to learn more, acting as a perfect spy, hiding in plain sight, serving drinks and, and sandwiches to us as we played cards. Yeah, so they're playing cards, and there's this skinny kid, sort of like fulfilling the same kind of function that Henry did when he was a youth. Yeah, but Henry didn't forget about Tommy's drink. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Uh, hey kid, uh, give me a water or whatever. Uh, Good spider. Here's uh, here's a water for for you, Fudgy the whale. Uh, scotch, scotch, scotch and soda for for the Undertaker. How about for Unit Twenty Seven? Uh, yeah, you got it. You got a Unit Twenty Seven. That's a Prairie Fire for you. Uh, we Weapon X. Do you remember what you wanted? I don't remember anything. Who am I? <laughs> Well, I, I guess that's all the drink orders that I received, so I'll be uh, returning to whoa, my... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there, uh, Slick Williams, Flip Johnson, fucking Lightning McQueen. Tommy, tell me, what do you want? Where's you want my water? To... What do you mean, where's your water? You All you got to do is ask for water. You ask for water, I give you water. All I got to do is ask for water. I asked for water, you motherfucker. Did you not hear me ask for water? I said, Spider, give me some water, you dickless oh. fuck dick dick. I mean, I brought I brought drinks for everybody. Everybody who asked for something. I mean, maybe maybe I un I misunderstood. Maybe. Oh, so not everybody. So I'm a nobody. You're calling me a nobody. Is no, that what I you're mean, calling maybe me? I, I heard Fergie the whale ask for water. But maybe that was your voice. And that, you know. No big deal. Okay, Just I'm gonna go get you water. Get me the water. Everything is fine. Great. Uh oh, look out! There's a mosquito on your foot. <laughs> Tommy shoots off Spider's foot. Ah, my foot! Did you get it? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Unit 27 takes a deep sigh and sets the calendar number of days since foot shooting back to zero. <laughs> Two weeks away from that pizza party, man. <laughs> Flash cut to the same exact place later. Yeah, like a, 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 a few days later, maybe? Yeah. We see Spider hobbling around on his giant bandaged foot. A comically huge bandaged Mickey Mouse foot. Yeah, Jesus Christ, look at this bandage over here. It's bigger than the kid's fucking head. Yeah, but that kid can really take a bullet. Tommy, you know, I, I understand that, that maybe in some sense you feel bad for shooting me and you understand that it was an overreaction to the situation, but your ego is not going to allow you to apologize publicly, and so you overcompensate by making even further jokes so as to make everyone understand how how, how much you uh, uh, support your previous decision, even though uh, you don't internally do that. I understand why you need to continue to mock me, so I'm, I'm just going to be very quiet and try not to piss you off. That sounds pretty good. Why don't you do a fucking dance for us, you fucking dancing little puppet? Uh, Tommy? Go fuck yourself! Scene. Everybody claps. <laughs> Spider takes a bow. Suddenly, one of the Cossacks from just outside shoots through the window, thinking to be interrupting the Jewish wedding. Oh, no! <laughs> he has pierced young Spider's heart. Yep, Tommy, shot through the chest. Uh, a script- Tommy! No, no. <laughs> oh, they Spider. got me! Motherfucker! <laughs> uh, Spider falls to the ground in a script for uh, a play called Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> Bloody soaked hits the ground. Oh, no. Ray Liotta runs over to him, looking straight through the gigantic gaping hole in his chest. <laughs> Reaching all the way through, showing his <laughs> hand on the other side. Fellas, I think he's dead. Unit 27 <laughs> reaches up to the board and erases the number three. We're never going to get that pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> Blaster Podcast is a member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Check out some of our other podcasts, like Improvised Star Trek. Improvised Star Trek is an improvised parody of Star Trek, featuring the adventures of the crew of the USS Sisyphus, a slightly less enterprising starship. 